podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Safe to say, Blues haven't missed the news this week that 777 uh, taking over at Everton has stalled. I've been speaking to New York Times journalist Tariq Banja all about 777, what issues there have been. Uh, and obviously, I'm sure that you'll have listened to most of our podcasts that have been talking about 777 with James Corbett and people like that. Um, to tell us more and more about 777. There's plenty more information here on why it's stalled and digging a lot deeper as to what 777 is, who they are, and why this is stalled for coming into our football club. So your piece uh, in, in New York Times was, um, was, was quite staggering for many of our fans. I mean, since the, the issues, uh, since the initial... Um, forthcoming from 777. There was initial issues with Everton fans um, that were very concerning, given the fact that our deal or potential deal with MSP, that was stalled in itself. Um, the, the superb piece that you've written. Um, can you just tell us in, in general what you found in your communication, your study of what 77 are um, and what the sort of perspective was from them in regards to looking at Everton? It's a really interesting company. Um, it's kind of a hall of mirrors as well for a reporter. I hadn't heard of this company till they got involved in football. And, and, and you know, and that if, it's funny, isn't it, that, if, that this company that has all these questions around it has mm. attracted all of this attention because they've been around since 2015. But the last couple of years, they've been buying football clubs like they're going out of fashion, and not just any some some of the biggest clubs in their in their leagues, well known teams. And I think coming into the Premier League and coming into Everton, um, in particular, Everton is a big big football club, you know, historic club, and yeah, results haven't been so great in 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 recent times. But mm-hmm. over the course of the history, it is one of the world's. Um, I would argue most important football clubs um, and passionately supported by, by yourself. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I have many, um, I wouldn't put a number, I have many others. Um, so then you're looking at this company, random company in America. And what we found is essentially it is a holding company with loads and loads and loads of business streams. So many, so many streams. And it's not a private equity company. It's these two people um front man very brash loud um you know come and look at me kind of guy mm. and josh wander very flashy person and in the background uh, a man his 20 years his senior steve pasco um you know in many ways a more serious person when it comes to the f- finance industry wall street um worked for Drexel, Solomon Brothers, and then what would still intrigue me how these two people have come together, um, very different personalities, very different career trajectories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, this is a business that started out in, in what is an unregulated world of structured settlements. And just to just to not bore anyone, um, this this is if if you had an accident or an injury, you know, you see those um lawyers advert you know call us and you can get this money get compensation and you yeah. do some people you know if you've been in an accident or or a claim of some kind mm. um you you can get um let's just say for argument's sake imagine you got a million dollars and what tends to happen you don't get that up front 
it'll be um on a on a kind of monthly basis mm-hmm. or a weekly basis yearly basis whatever so it's called an annuity that is paid out um and what what these guys have said not just them as others and said what we would do is it's called factoring okay you're owed a million over say 10 years how about we give you a, a lump sum right now because you need that money right now and we'll take we'll take that contract and, the, and that's how they started out. So huge um, interest, big margin for them. Great business. If you're going to get, you're going to give away, I don't know, half a million, you got a million down the yeah. road and you collect this anyway. But in order to fund these businesses, they, they, they're themselves taking out massive loans. That's what we found. This is a business that has built its almost entire portfolio of businesses now includes aviation, insurance, um, litigation, finance, i.e., Funding people to 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 make claims in in, in mm-hmm. other cases, um, NFL players and um, again if they played about you know personal injury things like that. Anyway, their their balance sheet is 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 from what I've seen chocked full of borrowing money uh, at a high rate of interest in order to fund this other stuff. Um, they are indebted up to their eyeballs from from what I have seen. And and that is the business model. They don't um, have outside investors that I have seen. Instead, they've got these companies, particularly one um, that's caught my eye, uh, called ACAP, which yeah. is run by Kenneth King. And they have lent um, 777 Holding Company and the various businesses a huge amount of money, including the football business. Mm. If you look at this, if we look at the football businesses, what what seven 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 have bought around the world? Uh, seven teams that are uh, in distress, um, financial distress, and they you know see an opportunity to get in and um, hope for uh, come in when when the rain is pouring and and then and profit when when the sun is shining and then hold them until that moment. Uh, but but they, what they've done with all these businesses, they've very, sold very few, so that they have all of these kind of assets. Most of their businesses have been loss making, um, but they've been able to borrow against them. And here, here is Everton and Mashiri with 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 um, I'm sure you and um, the Everton fans are more well versed on the problems of Everton and its finances yeah, yeah. Right, right now. So you don't need to get into that. Uh, but they've struck a deal like with the others with 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 Mashiri and seem to be the the only game in town willing to to, to play ball with him. And one of the things. I've also sort of found it the deal itself. Um, like if you ask a sensible person, uh, and again, it's no disrespect to the club; it's to mm. do with the finance, the, the the debt load, the, the the need to constantly fund the team on a weekly basis with external money. It's a car crash, really. The finances of Everton, and you'd normally have someone who come in and give a them a quid and say i'll take all that debt and I'll take all the problems yeah. off but these guys have said to mashiri you know you could get we're willing to give you up to 140 million pounds in, in in equity yes it's nowhere near the amount of money he's he's he's, he's, he's put into this business um but it, it's a considerable amount if you look at evan balance sheet no one else was willing to do it and up front they've they've put these loans in to keep everton going 
and if you ask me where those loans and how they've been funded, I would say most of that money has come from ACAP as well. So you've got this ACAP, which is a, essentially an insurance company, um, on the hook now for, for 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 Everton and these other teams and the and these other and these other businesses. Uh, it's 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 just really um, really really intriguing and 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 kind of worrying that mm. these are. The, these are the people, and I, I hope I'm wrong. And they're brilliant owners, and and they're the right people to take Everton forward. Certainly, no evidence of that, though. There just isn't, and, and and you know, and that's the reality. You know, I was talking to people in Brazil, Vasco da Gama, one of the the big Rio football teams. I used to live in in, in Rio, funny enough, for for three or four years, and and I, I know that that club, passionate fan base, have had terrible owners. Well, actually, they didn't have owners. The way um, Brazilian teams were structured, where they were members' clubs, had terrible presidents. Only in recent years have has this model changed to allow um, private companies to come in and, and kind of own the top co. And here, here they come. Um, and, and 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 part of the deal with Vasco was seven seven seven, like they're doing with Everton, is backing into ownership. So you pay a certain amount to come in and then promise to pay more down the road. And, and there was a payment due at Vasco, just about $20 million on, 5th, on the 5th of September. And that was the time for, 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 um, for 777 to pay. They didn't pay on that day. Vasco end up with a transfer ban from FIFA because they're unable to pay the bills, i.e. transfer fees to to, to, to teams they owe and 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 they didn't do that. The, they had 30 days grace from the 5th of September to the 5th of October. They finally paid um a portion of of that 20 million on the 5th of October. Not all of it, but still scrambling to get this money together. Um and they then then they showed them a, they said we're, we're sending the rest but it's a, a bank holiday in America. Um, it will arrive in a few days, and and eventually it did. But you know, I I would ask if you are a a, a business with thousands of employees, um, with sixty companies, this enormous kind of image that you are portraying. What, what why are you scrambling around? You know, rattling the yeah. the tins, get, mm. get that money paid. You know, and I heard other stories. I mean. We haven't got time for all of these, but you know, it was a, the electricity company in Florida uh, went to their offices because they were so late on the bill, they threatened to to, to shut off the electricity, um, and eventually it's paid on, on on a company credit card as as the people have come in there. And I've asked them about it, and they they would say, oh, it was um you know a miscommunication was to blame for this but i would say there's so, why are there so many of these miscommunications then and what when it comes to paying people uh one last one a football related one if you want um the 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 brokers who brokered the standard liege deal um were 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 not paid all of their fees for a year and and only after i believe a threatening letter was sent with regards um what's happening now with the owners and directors Test, which we'll come on to, which is really important here, actually. Um, that 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 amount was finally paid, um, and I think you want to talk about the owners and directors test, right? Yeah, of course. The, the the first thing that makes me feel quite staggered is, given the the criticism uh, and more than somewhat hatred towards Farhad Mashiri, as I'm sure you, you you'll know about. Um, it's staggering to think that he's the lesser of two evils, given how 
um, poor his time at Everton, regardless of how much money he's put in for players, given the situation he's in now and so many fans want him gone, to then turn to a company that is potentially going to come and invest, as who many fans would see as white knights, um, it's really alarming given what you've just said that missing out on them might be the ironically the the, the better option for Everton, um, and and that is quite staggering to be able to say that to you. Yeah, it's because these football teams aren't companies. I know it's a lot of these investors and these guys, uh, especially the American guys who aren't steeped in, mm-hmm. in in the game. Like it's part of the fabric of people's lives, right? Yeah, and yeah. Everyone's yeah. so emotionally invested. Uh, as I say, it's the hope that kills you, right? You yes. know. Well, it's going to be a better day, and we're going to get these guys in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this guy Mashiri, he actually has put a load. Of, he just spent it so badly and run the club so badly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would make a business case study as to how how quickly and how badly he spent so much money to make the team worse. It, it's incredible. Um, yeah. What what's happened there? Um, the, the 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 thing is, and this is important it's about the regulators, what the Premier League is doing, what the FA is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing I didn't mention, and I think that was the top of the story, which I should have probably started with here, mm-hmm. is that this company, Set Seven 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 Partners, has not got uh, independently audited accounts for three years. Now, that that for me is 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 a is stunning, to be honest. Um, the Financial Conduct Agency, in its requirements for for not just for them, for any kind of change of ownership, requires that. And I believe they did not send them um, uh, these audited, independently audited statements uh, more more recently than 2020 because they don't have them. Right. Uh, when this process started in October, the other thing is the source of funds. They, they haven't proven those to. Them. These are really, really big questions, and you know, kind of alarm bells. If 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 you if you're looking. To, to see what's happening. Yeah. Listen, Everton are in a really bad way. Make no bones yeah, about yeah, it. Right? Yeah. If I had doesn't put more money in, or if someone doesn't put more money into Everton, there is a definite risk of going into administration. That's yeah. for sure. What does that mean? Points deduction and almost certain relegation into the championship, something Everton has never done, right? So there's all these historic kind of um, fears about about the club but I think if you put like a longer term outlook on it and think you know Everton's been around for 145 years mm. it will take football to stop for Everton I believe not to be around for the next 140 Everton will be around um, What? how bad is administration compared to where we are now and who the lack of white knights for want of a better word if it's only these guys or administration right i would argue maybe and again hopefully it doesn't come to this if everton go into administration there will be a lot of people i believe who sensible people maybe people with everton in their hearts or or, or some interest in in football mm. or um a better caliber of investor maybe right no not to denigrate 777 here right who would at a reasonable price be very committed to building everton up it will be horrible and a lot of short-term pain to be relegated and playing in the championship and things like that but if i was to say you know do you want in three five years everton with this brand spanking new stadium Back mm. in the Premier League, 
and not wondering, you know, whether they can pay their heating bills and whether the new people pay, pay their heating bills. It might be a better option, you know, in all things considered. Mm. I know it's a horrible word, administration and relegation and all of these things, but I think football's problem often is this short-termism. I mean, referring back to 777, um, I suppose everything you've said, the criticism towards them and the quite horrendous way they've ran themselves. When you look at Everton fans giving their uh, opinion of mysterious like I don't care just get rid of him get rid of Bill Kenwright and we need somebody to come in with a clean slate and perhaps sort all of this out they from what you said there Tarek what they've done uh, what they currently do how is this any of this legal for them to come into the Premier League I know Everton have got real uh, legal issues coming to Premier League finances and whatnot. How is it possible for them to come and do this? And you also mentioned the the boardroom side of what of what they do and who they have. Well, again, it's I'm, I'm it's for it's for regulators to to look at this, and mm. you know, there's a wider conversation about um, you know capitalism in the UK and business in the UK, and and whether um, the regulators have enough teeth. Um, and, you know, like I said, we're only yeah. looking at these guys because they're in football. But imagine what else is going on. The fact if 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 we if we don't um, um, we'll go to football in a minute, but if we don't give the financial regulators enough um, investment to have enough staff and a cohort to look at these things, they're going to yeah. probably drowning in 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 this stuff. And then <laughs> on the other hand, football's regulators. That, that this is happening at a time we're talking about an independent regulator for, for for English football, and this is a great reason why there needs to be one, you know, um, that has um, the right quality in its in its kind of um, staff um, and and a well funded one because English football, uh, Everton included, is such an important part of of our lives in this country and a great export for Britain. I would say after or even more than the royal family here in Britain, the most popular export of, you know, UK PLC is our football, Premier League football. To, it needs to be protected and cherished. I, I I don't want to duck the question of it's legal or not legal because I, I I'm not a lawyer and I don't yeah, want of course. to. Yeah. I almost don't want to. I almost don't want to get into that into those waters. What I would say though is that the the people who should be protecting our football really need to take that job seriously. It's not the sexy part you see governance. It's a really boring word. People fall asleep. You'd rather be talking about new sponsorship deals, um, you know, TV contracts, league watched in in however, you know, billion households. But this boring part needs to be really rock solid to protect the the the, the, the league um, and to protect the future of, of, of football in this country. In in your opinion, um, the way you see this potentially going forward, I know the, the the deal's been stalled now, and it's unlikely to happen. Hopefully, unlikely to happen, given what you've said. I don't know if it'll be unlikely to happen. That well, yeah, other. I know what you mean. Yeah, it, it, it depends. It depends how how um, how what you know what 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 this regulation process looks yeah. like, and yeah, and, you know, um, what what the um, stakes are here is. Um, what's the lesser of two evils maybe and all, all sorts of other things and who knows maybe you know they put a statement out since we published our story say they think the process mm. is ongoing and they've provided um all, all of the um necessary paperwork um I, I don't know how they can say that given this requirement for mm. independently audited statements what what is behind 
the ambition to come and get Everton because, like we explained earlier, given the financial issues that the club has got in itself, um, given the, the stadium, which still needs certain amounts of funding to get completed, what is in is in their minds of coming and get Everton? Is it the fact that it'd probably be a lot cheaper than it potentially would be for another Premier League football club? Um, from what you've said in the other clubs that you've you've studied yourself and been around, certainly in Brazil, you've got in, in Belgium as well. Uh, given, I mean, I've read that there's been protests of fans about these guys and things like that. What 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 is the thing that appeals to them? from Everton is it just simply the case to get them cheaper it's not that cheap either if you look at oh, well, exactly look at, yeah absolutely they can get them to be honest they're in distress that, that the, there is a common theme like of all of these teams that they're they're all so such basket cases financially yeah there's no they, they can get them they can they can get them um, is 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 the is is the point? Like you know, I've spoken to people within that business as well. Um, people confidentially, confidentially. Yeah, of course. Over, over, you know, a couple of weeks of reporting, and they don't see it as a good deal for for, for them. Um, but you know, if you if you take away the finances, what they're building is this constellation of of teams, and they've got this idea like all these multi club owners that you know. Um, we will, we will by being by being bigger and together, uh, the whole is more valuable than the pieces, and and that is a big asset. And maybe they can leverage more loans against that money. I mean, this to me, this business looks like there's just one loan pays for another, another company, yeah. then you get you get another loan against that company and that asset, and it just kind of um, the the kind of contagion risk for me is within just their their business feels quite high um and again I, it's, it's for them you know if you ask them they think they've got a very healthy business and you know that that's what they'll say um but let me just say taking them and everton out this idea of multi-club ownership that we are seeing um across football at the moment everyone talks about synergies and all these kind of buzzwords around how you know it's going to be growth and and um you know glory days and this is how football will be in the future but the thing when you have multi-clubs and i talked about the vasco example mm. where they've got a fifa suspension because they didn't pay uh, um transfer fees owed to um to, to clubs now imagine the contagion risk just within football if you own eight teams and you fail that's eight teams that are in serious trouble. They've already got financial issues, all of these eight. That's where they've come in. Now, imagine how many other teams are exposed to the financial problems of each of those eight teams. This is like um, um, a major risk to the football industry if these MCOs, multi-club ownership models, are allowed to get really big and fail. Um, and no one is paying attention or at least looking to regulate any of this. And that that's my kind of... Uh, fear about this whenever we talk about football we talk about new owners coming in growth and money and all of these mm. things we don't talk about risk we don't talk about cost it, i know it's again it just sounds a bit boring and unsexy uh you'd rather talk about who we're buying spend yeah. some money yeah all of these things but like all of these uh, you know this industry it's so it's so important to so many people it just needs to be kind of mm. be a more solid footing 
just one one final question because I know you've got to move on. Um, each of those clubs that you refer to that they've um, invested in or have part of or are, are very much involved with, how, and, and, and I don't want you to come up with every single one of them that you've studied, but how has that come to pass? Is it simply given the ownership of those clubs and the crisis they've been in, i.e. like Everton we talk about? Has there been other various reasons as to why and how they've come about in each of those clubs? Well, it's just like I said, they were all screwed. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Why, that's why they're in there. And so they're kind of different. They're all slightly different. Sevilla is separate. Sevilla, they own a minority stake and it's a disputed stake. And there's a, there's a load of issues with, within within um, um, the, 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 the football club at Sevilla. Um and, and the others, they are kind of penny on the pennies on the pound deals as well, um, but will be a big problem down the road. So, Berlin, Hertha Berlin, um, in the beginning, they got this, they got control of Hertha Berlin for about $15 million, converting a loan, as you might have seen with Everton, they've, they've loaned Everton money and that will go down as equity, um, converting these small amounts of money into ownership stakes of, of of these clubs. But the problem is, and we're seeing it, is they have to keep funding them and they sometimes miss payments and miss payments to the people they owe the money to. And, uh, you know, the only commonality, just to draw a line on this, is these are all kind of distressed clubs and hopeless from the financial point of view where there aren't... Um, other people willing to do what these guys are doing um and, and you know again i hope i'm completely wrong by the way let me just finish with this i hope they're brilliant i hope they come in and i hope everton finally gets to be the club it should be after these years mm. uh, and you thought that would be the case with with mushiri and the amount he spent and you know there's a whole other program about usmanov and the links to that but you know Fingers crossed. I'm completely wrong. Let's hope so, Tarek. And thanks so much for taking your time to have a chat with us. Um, I'd implore anybody to go and read the piece you've done with the New York Times. And uh, hopefully we're speaking again in a much more positive way. Yeah. Um, but thanks so much for joining me, mate. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. All the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.